The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. to be movies and ebooks i'm craig wade and i'm brian allen delaney and it is episode 129 and on a monumental episode (laughs) yep and on this episode um we are talking about uh you know a movie and a book (laughs) what (laughs) yeah Yeah. this is the first like real episode we've done in a long time yeah that is odd because we were tied up on it for four episodes and then we took a three-month break so yeah (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's been a while. Um, but we're covering "Whispers in the Ear of a Dreaming Ape" by Joshua Chaplinsky, and the new horror comedy thriller, whatever called uh, "Come to Daddy," new Elijah yeah. Wood vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but uh, before we get into that, anything new with you that you want to talk about or? I mean, eh. <laughs> no, I mean, I have, uh, you know, I've got projects in, in the works here, but it's like, it sucks because I can never really talk about them, uh-huh. you know, because it's like, you're supposed to keep hush about things, you know? I got you. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be your projects. What's new? Oh. <laughs> you see? Well, if that's the case, <laughs> like, uh, I got this goiter. <laughs> uh, I watched uh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, how was that? Loved it. Absolutely really? loved it. Liked it better than The Shining. Obviously, it's well, not as iconic. I, I, was gonna, I was gonna say you're not really like the biggest The Shining fan. I don't. I don't hate it. I've gotten to like it more over time. It's just. It's not scary. And people yeah. are like, it's the scariest film ever made. I mean, I don't know who says that, but I it is. said it all the time, exactly <laughs> like that. I shit my pants when you mention The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I mean, like seriously, people they rate it like among the scariest ever, and I don't think it's a scary movie at all. Um, I think it's a great film, though. Yeah, I've gotten to like it a lot more over time. It's not... Uh, it's and, and I will defend Shelley Duvall to my death over that movie. We've been we've had this conversation before. I, I mean, I don't really care. Either. No, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people give her shit about that movie. And they talk about how she's the worst part and stuff like that. I don't agree with that. Okay, man. What I don't? I'm not. What I'm saying is, nobody here is saying that. So it's just like, all right, man. That's all I'm hearing. That's all I'm hearing from you. I'll have Shelley Duvall hate. I've said that uh, she kind of just screams the whole movie, but that's kind of the role. So like, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) dude. (laughs) Here is a. a uh, Passion of the Darkly Moon is coming to Arrow Video. Uh, you, you remember that movie, Brendan Fraser? Not. Yeah, you do. That weird Brendan. Oh, Fraser. <laughs> I do know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's coming to Arrow, so it'd be like super 
you know, uh, feature packed version. The Wizards also coming March 24th. But I'm looking at uh, Veronica, which I cannot wait to see, is March 3rd. That's the Glenn Danzig movie that's compared to The Room in terms of effort versus <laughs> failure. Like Danzig was, you know, this is the most erotic most. I don't know why he's <laughs> British all of a sudden. <laughs> and not only that, like Shakespearean British. <laughs> yeah. This is the most erotic. <laughs> no. Is it? But how many times does he have sex with the belly button? I don't. Wait, is that a thing? Uh, you've seen the room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I thought you were talking about like that's a dancing thing. Like, oh, because yeah. I mean, gonna... it can't be compared to the room, <laughs> and then also be considered like the most erotic whatever without <laughs> belly button sex. <laughs> yeah, he. Well, no, seriously, he's like, this is the scariest, most erotic movie ever made, and then he showed it, and everyone laughed at him multiple times. So now he's like, it was a tragic misfire. <laughs> Like, but he's leaning into it. He's like, he's just like, whatever. You know, I thought it was good. <laughs> like, proud and showing it at festivals. And like, it has a bunch of like midnight screenings and shit. Like it's, uh, uh-huh. and so it's just hitting, uh, you know, Blu-ray and all that in March. But yeah, I cannot wait to see it because it's not going to be good. Oh yeah. Let's watch that. I agree. Uh, sorry, I had to take down a whole coffee. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah, but back to Dr. Sleep. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I recommend it. It's not. It's also not a horror movie I don't really consider. It's got some jacked up shit that I... Given the last few years of horror films, the, you know, and Amp amplified sensitivity among the market um <laughs> i don't know how to, i mean people get offended over everything so now horror has kind of taken a art house leaning yeah which i'm okay with i'm fine with it but i mean that is 100 percent what it, what's happening oh, yeah, yeah absolutely so people are, so anyway um given the pendulum will probably swing back though oh yeah but th- i can't believe they had one of the most, even though it was mostly off screen, like they had a scene in there that I was like, huh, that's, you don't really see that in movies too often anymore. Um, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, it's got, it's got a couple kind of jacked up uh, scenes and stuff. But other than that, I kind of told Kelsey because, you know, Kelsey likes horror fine. She's t- <laughs> she'd probably like it more if she wasn't married to me. And I'm like, let's get, <laughs> let's get a horror movie every time, you know, <laughs> um, but she likes superhero movies and stuff. And so anyway, I was like, I just think about it as a superhero. You know, they're, they're like, well, you know, I mean, psychic vampires or something. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I've, I've never. OK, I haven't read Dr. Sleep, although I do own a copy. Right. Um, I just haven't gotten to it yet. But like from what I've read of the synopsis and stuff, I mean, it kind of seems like a horror tinged X-Men because he kind of like he's going after like the, the kid with powers. Right. Not really a kid, but yeah, someone with powers. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. I forgot her name. Something hat Annie or something black hat Annie yeah. or something. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, he's going after this like league of. 
uh, of that, and he's teamed up with a, a kid with powers. Yeah, that's what that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, like, I thought you meant like uh, like you and McGregor or the you know Danny Torrance going after. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean it, it's pretty interesting, and it's all just the people left on Earth that have his, you know, that have the shining, mm-hmm. uh, or, or various iterations of it. Wait, so it's like semi post apocalyptic. No, not everyone has the shiny. Well, so, you said it's everyone. No, oh, okay, like that's, never mind. I misunderstood. Like, I thought you were saying the only people that were left on Earth. No, no, no. Like the these <laughs> psychic vampires, uh, which I guess is what they are. I don't know. It doesn't really define them. They're going after what they, Stephen they, King not defining something. <laughs> they're going after the people that have these powers, and they're feeding on their energy. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, but they're also kind of desperate and starving because there's not many people left. They haven't gotten, you know, so anyway, but yeah, it's really good. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, Very well made. And what I like is it it goes back into the Stanley. This is more of a it's more of a sequel on the book or, or, you know, it's more a book adaptation, but they didn't disregard uh all of uh what's his face uh dude kubrick, kubrick yeah it didn't disregard his com- altogether you know but so like yeah I, I saw they like reshot scenes and stuff right yeah i mean he flashes back to it and i know yeah. but like all the flashbacks aren't like kubrick footage they're like reshot scenes yeah 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 but like just kind of neat yeah and, and so he when he goes in the hotel, especially, all of a sudden, like, his shots are symmetrical. Like, it's very much light Kubrick looking when he goes mm-hmm. in the hotel. But, like, otherwise, not really. But really good. I mean, very, very, very good. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and I would recommend it big time. Big. Great. I'm going to check it out. It's on my list. Um, speaking of Dr. Sleep, or speaking of Stephen King, mm-hmm. um, with all this coronavirus stuff going on, for some reason, that's the time I picked to start the stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like reading it. I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, uh, for all the, I, I'm not saying the coronavirus should be like, I don't know. I'm not saying that we shouldn't worry about it, but it's just like, the flu is apparently a lot more deadly than I've ever given it. You know, oh, yeah, credit the flu for is no joke. Yeah, like like my wife works in the in the hospital industry, uh-huh. right? And it's like every year they talk about how deadly the flu is, and the problem is, it's like it's never the same flu twice. Yeah. So it's like the flu vaccine is only like like I don't quote me on this, but like. Five percent effective sometimes. I think this year it was it was twenty nine or something is what Chris Which was saying. Which is like on the high end. Yeah. Well, no. Well, no. I mean, he Chris was saying that uh, he read a study and it was like more more effective than some years, much less effective than last year's. But it was like twenty nine percent effective. <laughs> it was like cool. But hey, twenty nine percent better than you know my natural antibodies had because like, as, as yeah as a layman you just expect like it to work <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> kind of like what we were talking about previously uh my water heater went out <laughs> this past <laughs> week and uh microwave went out 
and it's just like shit. We're spoiled because you, you don't think. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I don't sit around and be like I'm so entitled <laughs> or whatever. But no. <laughs> no, I mean, I might act like it. I don't think it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but like as soon as it goes out, it's like where the fuck is the hot water? What what kind of y- shit? Your house immediately devolved into Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kelsey, give me the conch. I have shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so so no i mean we went we went 48 hours without a microwave and 48 hours without a uh, water heater and in both cases it sucked so <laughs> <laughs> and we're we all got kind of sick this week it's not been a good week <laughs> yeah, but hopefully yeah. nothing else terrible happens <laughs> so uh what else we got um oh um are we are we just going on to news uh sure or what are we doing we sure. still talking about personal shit <laughs> I, I well i kind of wanted to talk something that i watched um while we were on break and that i okay. kind of wanted to talk about but it forgot last week there's a movie okay. wrinkles the clown I highly yeah. recommend that. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's weird. I mean, like it, it, it would have been a lot better if you'd seen this during the height of like clown, you know, panic across wherever. But it's yeah. pretty, pretty good. Um, I w- it's a documentary about this wrinkles the clown, who you could call and he would like antagonize the shit out of you, you know. Um, and I don't know. It was pretty good. I, I don't want to get too far into it or cause there's a lot like movies, the documentary takes a lot of twists. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't want to get into that, but it, really good. It's worth your time. Uh, I'm watching a documentary right now about apparently some, uh, it's on HBO, right? So they're doing it like episodes by the week, but about, uh, a scam, um, a huge years long um, scam about the Monopoly game at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a whole thing on HBO. Yeah, it's like it's like a four episode series. <laughs> What's it called? McMillions. Man, they should have called it Do Not Pass Go. <laughs> but the thing is, is like <laughs> apparently through its whole entire tenure. No one actually legitimately won any of the the big name prizes. Oh, really? It was yeah. It was all a single family that won all of them. That seems odd. Yeah. Well, they they didn't notice because they all had different names and lived in like different parts of the country, but they were all like all related to each other. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Weird. 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 It's awesome. Oh, okay. So, uh, I, I know you're not super into superhero movies and stuff, although you've come around a little bit. But did you hear who now has or is in talks for having the new Doctor Strange movie? Yeah, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. That'd be pretty cool. I am super excited. Uh, just because, like, I don't know. What's the last thing he's directed? Drag like, me to hell. Directed. 
And did he direct anything after Drag Me to Hell? I don't think he has. He's done a lot of production and stuff. Huh. I like Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, it was good. Like, I don't think that that movie gets the love it deserves. I know, it's criminally underrated. I think a lot of that has to do with it being PG-13. And yeah, because that was like before the big PG-13 horror boom. Or right, yeah, right at the beginning of... Yeah, the uh, cusp. Yeah, and everyone was just like, ugh, those all suck. Ugh, PG-13 horror. But I mean, so was The Ring. The Ring was PG-13, and that's scary as shit. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm s- scared just talking about it. Yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, no, apparently he did uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, just one episode. Yeah, but I mean, like, um, movie-wise. Movie-wise, he did Oz the Great and Powerful, which everyone forgot, myself included. Oh, God, the one with uh, Franco? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard anything good about it. Uh, well, I mean, James Franco was in it, so that's always a plus. Dude, I cannot wait to see Knives Out. I am, like, just so excited to see that movie. And <laughs> I realize that's not, like, it, it was a big. hell of a segue. <laughs> you know, James Franco, Knives Out, it's all the same. <laughs> Uh, he, he's always got knives. <laughs> it's a, it's a, <laughs> uh, I, I got one other thing, and that's pretty much it. Okay. What's um, that? just that uh, Jennifer Tilly confirmed that she will be part of the Chucky TV share- series. Um, so that one's a continuation of the old movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the reason that the new movie was, like, so different. They only got rights to certain parts of it. Yeah. They got rights to, like, the first, or, or I don't know. I think it was, like, multiple drafts of the first thing. <laughs> like, because there was a complete rewrite. It was supposed to be uh, that there, the doll wasn't alive. And, it, like, Blood Buddy was the name of it originally. <laughs> and, like... The doll wasn't really alive, and the kid was like Andy was killing people and blaming it on the doll. Was going to be the twist. Well, I mean, that's that's like what they thought was the plot of the first one. (coughs) Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's like what everyone thought was happening in the first one um, that Andy was killing people. Yeah, yeah, but then it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. But, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, man. You want to oh, get God. into We are we are off our rhythm. Nah, man. We're doing good. We're doing great. No one can be mad at us for taking a three month break. No. <laughs> that's like the one thing they could be mad at. <laughs> all right. Um yeah, so you want to get into movie or book first? Let's do book first. Okay. All right. We'll be right back after this. Okay. And we're back with our review of Joshua Chaplinsky's Whispers in the Ear of a Dreaming Ape. So full disclosure, um, this was given to us. uh, Actually, it was given to me a couple of months ago by uh joshua himself right um but we just have been we were in the middle of summer of fun and then we took our hiatus so it's been a while um but 
we had previously done the Kanye West reanimator, mm-hmm. right? And um, I like start it or I gave it a five star rating on Goodreads, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, he liked it like a couple months ago. And I sent him a message um, telling him that, that I really enjoyed it and that we did a review on the podcast. And, you know, he said that he had read or he had listened to it or whatever. And he asked if we were interested in reviewing his new book. And this was like before it was out. I'm pretty sure it's been released already. Yeah, it, um, it came out in 2019. Yeah, yeah. So um, I said yes, you know, and that we had reviewed on the show. And so that's where we are. <laughs> so, I mean, just full disclosure that it was like a, a, a we book got given it. to us. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. Yeah, we, we get a lot of books. Yeah, I know. But we always tell people. Yeah, I, like, got <laughs> I got you. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, we're not like pay for play or whatever although we could be <laughs> five stars buddy <laughs> <laughs> i mean none of neither one of us are ruling it out <laughs> no but yeah so, so this is a collection of like short stories right yeah um my dog's going it, nuts <laughs> <laughs> what uh, yeah it's a collection yeah, i thought my cat was gonna be going crazy today because he's been like meowing at me all morning long, but have, he's just like asleep on the couch behind have, me. Have you tried feeding him? Uh, no. <laughs> I fear that if I feed him, uh, just overall, he will continue to meow at me for longer. <laughs> yeah. You know, it could be years. He can survive on the rats in the walls. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, if I don't feed him, then I probably have, like, you know, just only, like, two weeks left of meowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We at B and E do not advocate animal cruelty. <laughs> Twas a joke. Yeah, yeah, your cat wouldn't be like fifteen years old if that was the case. Oh, he's older than that. He's older than fifteen. Uh, I think we got him in like two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. Your cat's two thousand two. Cat's getting up there, bud. Yeah, he's time, getting up there. Time, time to introduce a younger cat. <laughs> there, there he is, just sleeping. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sleeping, anyway. not stuffed. <laughs> so this is a collection of short stories. Um, it's uh, I was expecting um, maybe a little more bizarro, just considering how weird Kanye West Reanimator was. Yeah, right? and I think this is only like his second book. Uh huh. So um, I was expecting a, a little weirder. Some of them are. Pretty strange. weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also not as like horror-y I was ex- as I was expecting, except for like the last two. It wasn't as horror-y. <laughs> it wasn't as uh, horror. It wasn't as bizarre. It wasn't as lighthearted overall. Yeah. Kanye. It's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. So it's like dark, but not horror for the most part. Yeah. Um. Um, there's some there's some sci-fi thrown in there and stuff too. There's a lot, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of, uh, I don't know. Like there's some a lot of things that kind of uh, draw upon like esoteric, <laughs> uh, esoteric studies and stuff like that in mm-hmm. there. Um, I, I there I don't know. I mean, do we want to go one by one or just uh, pick our be- maybe uh, our favorite maybe team? like. 
we could do just like a quick synopsis and then maybe talk about like one or two that we really, really enjoyed. Okay. Um, okay, so you, you want to start? Yeah, uh, so Letters to the Purple Satin Killer, that's the first one, and it's literally just letters to a serial killer in prison, coming from a multitude of different uh, sources, one being like a fan, one being like his mom, one being like uh, 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 like a lawyer, right? It, kind of a defense. Uh, so. Anyway, yeah. And so it, it's coming in. And so anyway, they tell a story without you ever seeing his responses, which I thought was a really cool way to frame it. Kind of reminiscent, just the offbeat uh, way of telling the story reminded me kind of like Mad Dog by J.R. Park. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And how that was kind of framed. Not not in a letter way, but in a you know, this is my account of this. And yeah, there's there's a lot of like a, a couple of these that really play with like narrative structure. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Um, so uh, wait, did you have more about that one? No, I think that's enough. I mean, OK, twice amputated foot um, <laughs> was was kind of weird uh, about a um, a guy and his brother. Right. Kind of re connecting with their father after his amputated foot comes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the black hole, this one, uh, without me ever having even seen it reminds me of that movie that you really liked by what's his face. <laughs> I know that really helps. Uh, no, the, the dude, uh, the Batman, Christopher Nolan, interstellar, uh, okay. not yeah. so, like only because I know that there's some sort of time stuff. Anyway, it reminded me of that. <laughs> I never saw that. Uh, but, but yeah, I really like this one. It, it was a uh, heartbreaking and, and just not dark, but just sad, um, in, in a way, but really, really good. Uh, yeah, honestly, that's probably my favorite, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's actually my favorite too. Uh, okay. Uh, so. Then, then we have Homunculoid, yeah. uh, which is basically, it's a video game review from the future. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's some weird narrative structure stuff in here. And um, I don't think I've ever seen a video game review presented <laughs> as literature before. No. Um, I, uh, I've seen, I've seen video games that were like extended, like, you know, prose reviews you know what i mean like they'll they'll like review it as a story but i've never seen a story as a review yeah (laughs) yeah i I thought it was funny uh uh, yeah that was one of the more light light light-hearted in a way (laughs) incredibly dark i don't know how to say this next one uh it's in french yeah maison house of eggs (laughs) yeah and um that one, uh, that's kind of about the links that the elites will go to to preserve their youth. And I'll yeah. just leave it at that. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Um, Hand of God. Wait, we missed one. Did we? Yeah. Mummer's Parade. Oh, Mummer's Parade. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> this one is uh, s- sort of a fantasy like set in medieval timesy sort of thing um, about a uh, circus freak sort of, or carnival <laughs> freak court jester um, uh-huh. and revenge. Let's just say that. How about that? Without giving too much away. Sure. 
and also time travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the next one, Hand of God. That was basically almost an indictment of fanaticism, of just religious fanaticism. I don't really okay, want to yeah. get into the ins and outs of that one. Not that there's some amazing twist or, or not amazing. I'm not downplaying it. There's not a, a, some sort of twist, but it, really that's kind of all it go, boils down to is just yeah. an indictment. And it's like the, the main question is like, can you also be possessed by good like you can by evil? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was an interesting question. Uh, Supreme Mathematics, a cipher. Uh I did I not get sort- that. Huh? <laughs> I, I think I'm dumb, like I'm too dumb to understand that. I mean, I get the one one three, and then like yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. It, but was, like, it was it was very strange. Um, it was almost like uh, post apocalyptic feeling in a way because like you know it's like there was a breakdown in society and society's changed, but almost kind of felt like Lone Wolf and Cub. I never read it. Um. I mean, so, I know samurais. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like he's protecting like a a kid the whole time, yeah. and there was some of that in here. Um, very, very strange. Again, narratively, um, yeah, yeah. This next one is half a normal story, and then it gets a little odd. Uh, whispers in the ear of a dreaming ape. Uh, I enjoyed it. It also kind of felt like an extension of a lot of the. St- not structure, but what he was trying to say in the black hole. Like to me, yeah. when it, when it breaks off from a normal story narrative and it goes into, uh, something that happens to the main character. Um, it kind of felt like that as well. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. It just reminded me a lot of, uh, the, the black hole. So, um, the whole infernal machine, uh-huh. uh, it was it was sort of again sci-fi kid raised in a um lack of a better word bunker type situation where he has uh his box which is i guess his room um the church and the school and then one place where he can see the sky like the yard uh-huh. and then he meets another child and then some weird stuff happens and then it's almost like an allegory for growing up. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, I know? really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah. Was, I mean, not that I, whatever I, I enjoyed all, all of them to varying degrees, uh, but okay. Uh, after lab lavatory occupied, this was kind of like groundhog's day on a plane. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that was the intention. This guy just kept like waking up and having to pee and like drunk <laughs> and not knowing where he was on a plane over and over. And I enjoyed the shit out of the ending. Of but, but every day was different. Mm-hmm. And he was going to a different place and the people around him were different. Yeah. And so it was like, and so it was almost like you didn't, it, it's almost like, was it Groundhog Day where the day kept repeating or was he just always on an airplane? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's like, was he just had one long string mm. of connecting flights? Yeah. For a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so weird. Uh, uh, Gospel of X, uh-huh. um, which is kind of like uh, if if maybe the devil was Jesus. 
Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Or, or or some evil character was Jesus. Not really, like just some selfish character. It, it, it flipped a lot of the scripture like backwards. You know, yeah, like, yeah. There was a there was a lot of um, uh, parallels to stories in the Bible, but the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and it was and it was um, written like actual verses from a Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were numbered. And then the last one, nobody rides for free. And this was the <laughs> most like a normal, like almost extreme horror type. Yeah, tale. it was pretty splatter punky. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it goes into this fucked up game show. <laughs> uh, uh, the splatter punk game show where you spun a wheel to get your punishment and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't really want to get into, I don't want to spoil really any of this is the problem. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I really, uh, that one was probably the most straightforward tale. <laughs> and that's weird that that would be one of the most straightforward tales in all, all of this. But yeah, I would say that one's the most straightforward tale. And then, I'm not sure if this was a joke or not, but it's like Joshua Chaplinsky about the author. Did you notice that? Joshua uh, no. Chaplinsky what? is an emerging author of action thrillers. This is Joshua's second book. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no, I got you. I don't know that this is action thriller. I don't know that Kanye West reanimator was action thriller. I, well, I mean, so I didn't it could know be the way he wants to go. Yeah. Because I mean, this this honestly. Um, and this is not a, this is not a negative thing, mm-hmm. um, but this honestly kind of felt like your portfolio. A portfolio, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because because it actually does highlight like several different writing styles, several several different genres, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a couple of threads that go out like between the two of them, like between like two or more stories, you know, that kind of like thematically link them yeah but overall it kind of feels like a hey look at all these things i can do yeah right no, which is I, not a bad no, and like no i think that's, that's a great thing not, to do with with the collection of short stories yeah especially if it's like um your your kind of kind of debut mm. because kanye west reanimator was herbert west reanimator with kanye west in it you know what I mean? Like, but it was which, also one of the best things I've ever read. It, it really was. <laughs> I, I mean, it, I think it, it of like genius. this is a two two barn record all the time. <laughs> Just <laughs> like I think of that all the time. Like no shit. Uh, <laughs> that was literally one of the funniest things I think I've ever read. <laughs> Because like uh, everything in that book, I could have seen Kanye actually doing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Including it, trying to reanimate, <laughs> play past rappers. Yeah, yeah. I would Too not mind rereading that book. Uh, I I love that book. Um, but no, I I agree. This definitely sh- says, hey, I can do a lot more than than what you were thinking. You know, yeah. If if yeah. that's what your impression of me, then I got a lot more up my sleeve. Yeah, exactly. And and I'll have to say I was I was pleasantly surprised. Like like um if if we can talk about like I think you said it was probably your favorite too, Black Hole, right? Was honestly like different I think than anything I've ever read. 
because I've never seen like the the passage of time portrayed like that, right? Where it's like at first it was kind of jarring, but then you got into it and you're like, oh, this is kind of genius, you know? Like um, I could see this easily being turned into like a really good short film. Yeah, I could see. You know that. what I mean? Like because it'd be easy to do. Yeah, it could even be like end. a play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, um, it it was, it was just like, I don't know. I've never seen it handled that way before. And it was like you said, it was heartbreaking, and it had like this sci-fi bend to it. And then it was like, I don't know. That one was really good. That was my favorite one out of the whole book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I, I mean, I don't there at no point did it seem like he was struggling with writing, you know, and yeah. sometimes it can seem like that, especially like some people are weak on action scenes. Some people are weak on dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes things feel stilted in stories uh, Yeah, and, and people generally lean into stuff like that, you know, like the dialogue will be limited on stuff where their dialogue is weak or you get things like, uh, what was it? Carnivorous lunar activities where it's like a shitload of dialogue because like that was easily his strength. I don't know. I like Max Boots writing, but, uh, but he's funny as shit and his dialogue was fantastic. And so, so, you know, it seemed to just be... You lean into it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Kevin Smith, you know? <laughs> he didn't yeah. really do much action because of that. But yeah, there's... Back to this. Like, there was no points like that. He he was just like... Uh, I felt like he was a very talented writer across the board um, in, in these off-kilter story structures, off-kilter stories themselves that draw yeah. from bizarro, horror, sci-fi you know, whatever, uh, you know? Yeah. I uh, really appreciate like the, the, um, experiments with the, with structure that was in there, you know, it, it made, um, s- some of them a little weird, like the cipher one, right. Mm-hmm. was a little strange. I mean, like, but it wasn't bad. It was just, you know, uh, such a weird way of, of, of telling a story. Um, but then, you know, like the homunculoid one, it's like, like I said, I've never seen like a review presented as, as that one. That one's, that one's probably my second favorite. Yeah. I um, liked it a lot. I mean, <laughs> just because it's basically, it's a review of a video game from the mid 21st century. Right. But it's being reviewed as a retro game. Right. And fast forward t- 15 seconds for spoiler. It's basically a review of our current life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're in a simulation and, and, and or something. It shit. was like, it, it, it was, you know, presented as just like a game. And so like sort of matter of fact and entertainingly, but like the stuff it was describing is like, it's, it's, it's real. But when you look at it like that way, it's like horrifying. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like you, you don't think about it. You know, when you objectively look at it, it's like, oh, this is this is not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And and so it was like sort of a scathing indictment of 
everything. Yeah. Um, but permitted or like comedically done and like through the lens through this weird lens. I don't know. It was it was incredibly enjoyable. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. There there was a undercurrent and it, it it could be my mood, but I don't really think that it was. There was an undercurrent of hopeful cynicism throughout the entire book. And what That's I'm saying your mood to a T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your brand, Craig. <laughs> that is my brand. Um no, I mean it felt very, very cynical in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it kind of leaned into at varying degrees of like I said before, of like this almost esoteric uh I hate to put it, but like woo woo type shit, you know, <laughs> like where it's like we're all in this together and we're made of stardust and shit like that in certain places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I don't think that part really is my brand, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I don't know. I I appreciated it. Um, <laughs> that would that would be a, a great uh, you know thing, a little uh, pull quote. <laughs> there was woo woo shit in this. <laughs> no, no. Um, but it, it really, it felt like there was an undercurrent of extreme cynicism. And then also like, you know, the, uh, the kind of whole, you know, we're all made of stardust. There, there's this. a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Kind of. In some of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I think of the Gospel of X or, or whatever, and then I'm like, eh, well, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, some some of them had it, some of them didn't. Like, yeah. uh, Homunculate actually kind of did. Yeah. Um, you know, even even the Black Hole did. Uh, yeah, even, but I think that one encapsulates more than anything else that hopeful and cynicism of all of it. The, yeah. the cynicism that nobody's special and we're all... <laughs> We're all going to collapse in on ourselves and all that kind of shit. But then uh, also that, you know, we're all the same, <laughs> like in terms of it's going to happen to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, it's, it's it's good to be back. <laughs> Depression cast is back. Sad cast. Um but yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I really, I did enjoy this. I don't think that I have read a short story collection this uh, open-ended in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, not saying it tells half a story or anything, but just like uh, open-ended in terms of uh, theme. Like it leaves you, you know, obviously the last, the last story, Nobody Rides for Free would be like the most normal story of all of them right yeah and so yeah. it's one that i'm probably the least likely to think about later when i say open-ended it's like huh i may be thinking about quite quite a few of these off and on from here on out maybe yeah. not as much as a two or four barn record <laughs> but 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 uh yeah i just may be thinking about this uh for a while and so yeah i don't know i, I appreciated it yeah, I did too. I think I think it was really good. Um, so, what would you give it? Out of five, I'm going to say a strong four out of five. I was going to go four and a half. Yeah, it's very I very like it good. Uh, very good. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I I recommend if you haven't heard of Joshua Chaplinsky, this is <laughs> he has two books. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and we've not, done them both. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but if you haven't heard of him and you're into short story collections, this would be it. If you're a silly bastard that has enough uh, knowledge of Kanye West, I highly <laughs> recommend you you start with that one. But uh, I really, really recommended it. I will probably read everything this dude puts out. Yeah. So I would definitely say this is much more is, is much more geared towards sci-fi than it is horror. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking for, you know, some of the the more horror bend, um, you know, and the extreme stuff a lot of times that we cover on here, this really isn't that. Yeah, it is. Except for the end. It is odd how we kind of <laughs> turned into an extreme horror cast. But only the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it is we're never just like, this is a new novel by Blake Crouch or something like, <laughs> yeah, like it's not like airport books. We, we never cover. I don't even know who Blake Crouch is. Well, what I'm saying is uh, he wrote like the, make that name up. No, 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 man. Like he did like the wayward prime series. He's highly, he's a very big author right now. Uh, uh, but yeah. We we basically review things that are off the beaten path, and there's a lot yeah. of extreme horror <laughs> that yeah. are off the beaten path. But, uh, yeah, it is kind of odd. I never really thought of us as an extreme horror cast. So, next week, new Tom Clancy? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, see, that's what threw me for a loop. Tom Clancy and, you know, John Grisham, those are people I think of for, like, action thriller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would consider any of this to really be an action thriller no but like you said that may be where he's heading uh maybe he's got a yeah. whole series of jack ryan type stuff up his sleeve <laughs> but uh who knows uh either way if he does i'll read it yeah. <laughs> so, all right our very first book that we read on here was an action thriller was it sort of crime novel oh was it uh bullets and blood Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's Lansdale, man. <laughs> I'm just saying it was like it wouldn't be unheard of. Yeah, our second book was just a straight comedy. It was Clerks, uh, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, all right, well, we'll be right back with our review of Come to Daddy. We're back. We're talking Come to Daddy. We had a very spirited off-air uh, discussion about Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Hot uh, take. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's a little too hot, man. Um, so, Dude, anyway. Have you, have you seen, like, the original one in a while? Yeah. Just, I, like, the way it looks. Yeah, it looks shitty. I know, but, like, back in the day, like, you remember being, like, amazed by it? Yeah, because everything looks what? shittier. I, know. <laughs> I feel like when we were when we were kids, the world was just in lower resolution. It was, dude. Just in general, gone, have you gone back and watched like some of the like He Man and stuff? Like a lot of those are unwatchable. Oh, the, oh, the old like eighties cartoons. Yes, they're so oh, bad that's because they spent like twenty dollars on them per episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. like recycled so much animation and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they're really bad. 
So yeah. whatever, but I mean, yeah. Do you just remember how pixelated the clouds used to be? <laughs> I guess. I mean, the Toy Story one one doesn't look as bad as. I was it, talking it about could. real life. <laughs> uh, I mean, it doesn't look as bad as it could, but compared to Toy Story three and four, oh my gosh. I don't like. Okay, so I was watching Frozen two the other day, mm-hmm. right? And it's like there was a shot where I just forgot I was watching a cartoon. Like it was, it, it didn't have any of them in it. It was like a landscape, and it was just, it was just real, huh? And then like the cartoon hand came in, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a cartoon. Yeah, what that happened hell? to me with uh, what was that stupid ass Will Smith pigeon movie, Spies in Disguise. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad. It, like it was fine for a kids movie. It, like and it had some enjoyable stuff in it. But that did happen to me where it was like until they came into frame, it looked totally like a movie movie. It crazy. Yeah, bizarre man. We're living in crazy so anyway, times. Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So this. Uh, this by, film, uh, directed by Aunt Timpson. Yeah, this film, whew, the trailer of it made it look like a completely different movie than what we got. But what we got... I didn't watch the trailer. What did, what did the trailer do? The trailer is just him and his father trying to figure each one out, and it looks like his dad's trying to kill him, which is part of what happens in the film. And I don't want to give more like away than what's shown in the trailer. But but yeah, I will let's, say let's what say you, it doesn't end there. Yeah, what you get in the trailer is literally the first thirty minutes of an hour and a half movie. Yeah, it gets real weird. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, okay, so throughout the whole film, you don't ever really get a glimpse, a detailed glimpse of who Elijah Wood really like is as a person or anything. Every time yeah. he tries to kind of define himself until the very end, it, it sh- <laughs> like something else happens. Yeah. Or or it's just like you're not even sure he's real. Like he's actually telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's trying to like impress his dad. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So the, the official synopsis on IMDb is a man in his 30s travels to a remote cabin to reconnect with his estranged father. Okay, so that's basically what the trailer says, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I do think it's hilarious that he got dropped off by the first scene. Hold on, that's all that all through. that all jumbled off. You said you do oh, think sorry. it's hilarious, and no, it's not your fault. It's connection. No, it is. <laughs> I jumbled the connection on purpose. Yeah, uh, you think it's hilarious? What? That the the bus dropped him off, right? Mm-hmm. And then he walked like seemingly miles through the woods, like dragging a brief, uh, like a suitcase, like a rolling suitcase through the woods. <laughs> yeah, Made yeah. me laugh like really hard for some reason. But anyway, so, um, yeah, it's like his, his alcoholic father um, sends him a letter that's like, "Hey, I know we haven't seen each other in forever, but." let's reconnect let's be friends let's be in each other's lives right if you want to and so elijah wood is like in his 30s at home you know typical millennial right (laughs) eating avocado toast (laughs) (laughs) and it's like uh yeah yeah like you said it's him trying to kind of impress his father make him you know his father be proud of him right and um, his father is played by uh, Stephen McHattie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who who people 
might remember as uh, what's his face, dude from Pawnee Pool was the only thing I <laughs> pulled him from. But I did look I him mean, up. He's had like two hundred roles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he's he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, there was one I can't remember exactly what I was looking for. But anyway, um, yeah, Pawnee Pool. Uh, he's Hollis Mason, the old Hollis Mason in The Watchmen, but. He's, he's been a, in stuff since like the seventies. Yeah, he's a phenomenal um, actor in this too. Yeah, and that dude just just wants none of it. <laughs> yeah, no matter like, what Elijah Wood does, he's not yeah, impressed uh, with him. Elijah Wood's like, oh, I I know all these rich and famous people, and he's like, who cares? Basically, <laughs> yeah, he literally <laughs> is like, you got any fight stories? I once kicked a man's ear off on accident. <laughs> just, just kicked him in the head and the ear flew off. And like Elijah Wood's like just scared shitless, you know, he's just this savage. And so yeah. it, it, and Elijah Wood tells him that he has, you know, he struggles with the drinking problem and, you know, he's sober and he's like, Oh really? And just like pours a huge thing of wine and like, like taunts him with it. And he's like, does that tempt yeah. you? Smells so yeah. good and stuff. Like he's just an asshole to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, this movie is bizarre. I will say, all right, so something happens in, in the middle, or in the first 30, what? 30 40 minutes. Something Action that, in a movie? Well, something that changes the trajectory of the rest of the movie happens. Yeah. And then you're not sure if it goes into like uh, uh, like a completely different genre shift, which it kind of does, but, you know, whatever. Uh but there's a point where it looked like it may even get like supernatural and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it, it gets real weird, but this cop shows up and the cop scene <laughs> is probably my favorite scene that I've seen since. I don't know if you remember the part in uh bone tomahawk where they're kidnapped by the cannibals and he's talking about a flea circus. Yeah, like it's just so off the wall dialogue that doesn't match the it at all. Like the the tone of the film that cop. I thought scene, you were gonna say it was gonna be your favorite cop scene since Cabin Fever. Yeah, I mean it, it, <laughs> that cop scene was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. I laughed hard at the. Yeah. You want me to chew you up? I can burp on command. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and you're like, what in the shit? Like, it's so bizarre. Um. Yeah, I. It's a weird movie. Very, very weird. For some reason, it reminded. Did you ever watch Sixty Eight Kill? Uh, no. Okay, so there was uh, the author Brian Smith. He had his book Sixty Eight Kill adapted into a film. I never read the book, so I can't confirm whether or not the tone of the film really matches the book. I read at the book. I didn't finish it. I am reading his new book right now. <laughs> I just now. pictured you reading, like, a different book to that book. No, like, I read, like, 20 pages. I, I'm really bad about reading 20 pages and then just not finishing. And so, which is something that I'm doing with his current book, The Fucking Zombie Apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> or, or maybe it's the zombie fucking apocalypse. I can't remember. But anyway, which does have that same kind of tone as the 68 Kill film. But let's get back. 68 Kill, the tone of that film reminded me of the last half of this. Where it was like over the top bloody and, and like 
almost like, what in the hell am I watching? You know, but you can't yeah. really pull yourself away from either because it's got this comedic undertone, but often what you're laughing at is definitely in juxtaposition of where the characters are in the story. Yeah. Oh no, there were definitely some, some, I, you know, intended unintentional laughs. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean? Like, you know, like things that were horrific going on that were, supposed to be funny you know what i mean yeah like um that that were shock entertainment value value a lot uh, kind of like the whole in pulp fiction whenever they're talking to marvin in the back of the car yeah. and they shoot him on accident yeah. you know the gun goes off and just shoots him in the face and that kind of humor <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah it, it was a odd movie man like and people are going nuts about this it's got a 91 on rotten tomatoes it has a 6.3 on imdb (laughs) i think that's a little more deserving and i'm not saying really anything bad about it uh you know i'm not saying that it doesn't deserve one or the other but what i am saying is that uh you know for something completely off the beaten path that you expect wouldn't like that you see with zero expectations uh, and no marketing budget, nothing behind this. Like I found it just on a trailer on YouTube. I'd I'd never heard of it, you, and I looked it up and I was like Elijah Wood, and you're like yes, and I was like I'm down because <laughs> yeah. because I've been watching Lord of the Rings, and I'm a big Elijah Wood fan, dude. <laughs> anytime Elijah Wood's in a horror or thriller film, I will watch it because he's in yeah. Same like, thing with Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, they make interesting choices. Um. And Elijah Wood actually has a horror film company. Uh, I don't yeah. think that they were behind this. Although I did laugh at the twenty mo- film studios at the beginning. Oh my god! Uh, it was like it was like five minutes of opening. Like yeah, it was like uh, Saban Films, so and so films, Spyglass Entertainment, Saban Films. It did Saban Films twice. Is oh. it is it the same Saban that did Power, Power Rangers? Rangers? Yes, they also did the Jan. <laughs> they did the same. Uh, they did the Jan Silent Bob reboot. Uh-huh. Uh and there's a point in the reboot where they're like Saban films cuz you know in the reboot they're they're trying to stop the reboot, the reboot. yeah yeah <laughs> and they're like Saban films like the Power Ranger people and he's <laughs> like yeah but they're like trying to rebrand he's like yeah that'll work <laughs> like they <laughs> uh, but yeah the same Saban um but anyway long story short this is a odd film and I not I don't know that it's going to achieve cult status or anything like that, but it's definitely worth your time. I think. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, cause I mean, we've been saying it's an odd film and it's weird and stuff. Don't expect like Mandy going into it. No. Okay. Um, so I mean, it's not like out there. I don't think it's out there enough to become like, like cult classic, but I think it's a solid movie. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I was not expecting the twists it actually did take. You know? Yeah. No, I, I fully agree. Um, yeah. I I don't want to... There's, there's a lot to talk about in this film that we could talk about, but it would be spoiling if we gave more info well, away. Can, did you see um, what actually inspired this movie? No. Okay. Um like Aunt Timpson's dad actually dying, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
they they told him or like they wanted him to keep the body in his house for a while so he could like say goodbye to it and um people kept showing up that he didn't know and telling him stories about his dad that were just like what you know it's like it made him feel like his dad was a different person no oh, really yeah and and so you, you know seeing that i can you know or hearing that i can see um where that influence came from <laughs> yeah i could see it uh and i don't know so it it was kind of a it was a roller coaster ride but it was like a wooden roller coaster you know where it still has <laughs> twists and turns but it's not going to go like upside down if that makes any sense <laughs> i guess man <laughs> i don't, I don't know. know like like it doesn't go like it doesn't go Mandy or like uh, the weird twist at the end of the dead don't die or anything like no, that. It's weird in terms of tone. That's yeah. it's, it's not it's weird. Very, it's very strange as far as tone. <laughs> it's not weird in terms of content. You yeah. know, it, although there are some weird twists, <laughs> but it's not, it's not a bizarro film where Mandy yeah. would be. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think that it's worth your time. I feel like it does warrant discussion, but unfortunately, spoiler-free discussions really won't go very far. Yeah, because it's it's so new. Yeah. When did this thing come out? Like Friday. Yeah. So uh, if yeah, it, literally Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it had a festival yeah. run, and then it came out on Friday. So. I think it's worth your time. Check it out. Um, my rating on this would be a three and a half out of five. Uh, I was going to go solid four. Nice. I'm just in a generous mood today. Yeah. Fours and four and a half. <laughs> yeah. And I'm fours and three and a half. You're just an old curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a sad sack piece of shit. <laughs> uh, there's that. There's that hopeful cynicism. <laughs> yeah. But. Sad sack, but one day I'll be happy. There's no, 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 just one day it'll be over. <laughs> that's the hope. Yeah, that's the hope. Nah, I'm not that bad, am I? <laughs> that's not the way I want to come across. Uh, well, um, okay. Well, uh, do you have anything you'd like to cover when we return? When we return? Oh, there actually was something. Hold on. Let, let's stall. Okay. Stalling's good. Or I could pause. Pausing's better. All right. Next episode, we decided we are going to do <laughs> The Fucking Zombie Apocalypse by Brian Smith and The Color Out of Space. So we'll see y'all then. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by BMovies and ebooks.com. Yeah.